Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm going to hack the mainframe. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Z Nation After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 11, Hackerville. We're going to be breaking down the episode, and guys, we have a very special guest joining us in studio tonight, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz like one of the first times we've had like the techno-y afterbuzz intro go into like another techno song right at the start so i regret a, nothing i kind of dig that transition not gonna lie i didn't even have to stop dancing i <laughs> regret nothing i love tron legacy oh, so good one of the best soundtracks out there Hey there, Z Nation fans! Welcome back to the Z Nation After Show. I'm Megan Salinas. Let's not waste any time. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. To her left, Michelle Cullen. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Joining us in studio tonight is a very, very special guest. You guys might recognize her as Red from Z Nation. We have Natalie Jean Gerenlarb joining us in studio. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Are you excited to chat about tonight's show? I am very excited. I know. It's hard not to be, like, kind of pumped up with the techno going in the background. Definitely. Steve, can we just get this on a loop for the rest of the episode? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, we're going to talk about techno when we talk about Becky. Oh, <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> well, mm. we want to hear what you guys have to say about tonight's episode. Katie's got you guys covered in the live chat. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation for all of you guys on Twitter. Alicia Perez's gift game is always on point. Always. So yeah. I can't wait to see what you guys have in store uh, to talk about tonight's episode. So yeah, guys, uh, let's start with Katie. What did we think of tonight's episode? I really enjoyed this. For Z Nation gimmicks can be hit and miss. This one was definitely a hit. I thought this was hysterical. This I agree wholeheartedly. This was such a good episode all around and the dichotomy between the humor in Hackerville and the really just the pure sadness and and emotion going on in your scene with Sunmei is just oh so good. And then a twist another well, not a twist, but like another cliffhanger that Definitely. you're like, no, keep going, please don't <laughs> yeah. stop here. Wait, we're, we're we're stopping here. We're there's got to be like five more minutes. The, of, oh, the episode mm. ended, and I literally went, what? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Like, and roll credit. No, 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 not yet. How about you, Natalie? Uh, it's one thing working on the show, and then it's another thing to see it all come together. What did you think of this episode? Yeah, it was really awesome to see what the other cast members were up to, because, you know, I wasn't in those scenes. <laughs> I only knew about <laughs> That must have been really weird for you to be like, it, you guys were in this very dramatic, very dark place for the entire time that you were shooting, and then yes. to sit down and watch this episode, and to see, like, zombies getting killed with little drones, and seeing little nerd hacker jokes, like, it must have been quite the juxtaposition. Yes, yes. I I was definitely a little bit jealous that they got <laughs> all, the, all the funny lines and, you know, the, the laughs, um, because yeah, definitely we were in the thick of all the misery of what was going on with our, with our characters in the scene, so... Yeah, kind of rough. This was a rough one. Yeah. Red's had a real rough season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she really had a really tough time. Um, I keep talking about that all the time. I'm like, okay, so she um, gets separated from 10K after she just got reunited with him. Uh, now we're going to kill one of the people that helped you when you first got to Ultra. No big deal. Um, and, you know, we're just going to keep throwing things your way and you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's it's like getting separated horrible. from 10K is where she like starts off in this series. Yeah. And then like it just keeps getting worse because she loses her brother. She gets yeah. separated from 10K again. Gets potentially kidnapped to, and now she's like stuck at Altero. He just took a walk and never came back. Yeah. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Not cool, 10K. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> he just left. Up and left. He literally got distracted, wandered <laughs> off, and yep. never came back. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's Boys. not like anyone else has a cell phone. Boys obsessed with himself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna wander off and go on an adventure, guys, always leave a note for your loved ones. That's all that's all we ask. Very much appreciated. <laughs> it uh, would have taken him fifteen minutes to write the note. Have you ever I tried mean, writing with your non-dominant hand? He could have dictated it. <laughs> to what? <laughs> Another human. You grab a buddy with two working hands. You mean the people that he was trying to avoid so he could escape and figure out what was happening with the talkers? Those people? <laughs> excuses, excuses. Boys Leave are always coming. for my girlfriend and also forget I'm here. Thanks. <laughs> Boys are always coming up with excuses. Um, but before we get too deep into tonight's episode, we have a quick announcement for you guys. Hey AfterBuzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channels, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz TV YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank Thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. I highly recommend the animation channel for you animation fans. fans it's almost t- like we live there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You'll see uh, a couple familiar lovely faces there for sure. Um, so yeah, guys, let's go ahead and dig into this episode. I want to I want to start off with Murphy's sort of side of the equation because We've talked a lot about Murphy's character development over the course of several seasons, and we we talked a lot about it the last time we saw him, which was the bakery episode. Uh, This one, I felt like it really took things another additional step with him, because for the most part, it's regular Murphy, but he makes a choice at the end of this storyline that I feel like he wouldn't have made in any other previous season. Uh, so yeah, what did uh, let's start with Michelle? What did we think of sort of Murphy and Estes sort of going head to head in this episode? It was so badass. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just so well written and so well acted, and the discomfort was palpable while watching it. Um, just that uneasiness in the scene, and they played off each other so well. It was it was powerful the entire time. Anytime it cut to them it was just like please don't find the talkers please murphy just keep being keep being you in this moment um and then yeah that that moment at the end i agree with you i don't think he would have done that in any other season i think he has become a leader in his own right um following warren this entire time and then being separated from warren for so long and just really coming into his own i love that we get the reminders in this episode that yeah murphy was a con man he, he, <laughs> he definitely has that like grifter oh, sort yeah. of like I'm just gonna roll with this situation. An incredible amount of charisma. He plays it so well, and then he's using his powers for good in this episode. And you don't usually see Murphy use his powers for good. Full stop. <laughs> so yeah. it's good to see. I I also agree. I don't think he would have done this in any other episode. But I also don't think he would have done this if Estes hadn't forced his hand. Like, let's use a child as bait. Who's the monster here? Who is it? Remind me. The the I I really liked that as sort of a dramatic element of this story. A a kid goes missing after Estes and his men supposedly leave, and I felt like that was the perfect emotional beat to hit. Because last season, Murphy lost his child. So he doesn't make a huge deal of it as they're looking for him. But the fact that a kid is being used as a bargaining chip in this scenario 
is something I feel like really got under Murphy's skin. Like, it's bad just on its surface, but with the added context of Murphy having been a parent who lost his kid, like, there's there's an additional layer of subtext there where, like, uh, it kind of twists the dramatic knife a little bit, and I really felt for him as, we've, you know, trying to do the right thing. We've come a long way since the baby. <laughs> Since the zombie baby in season in season one. Season what yep. Season one. That's what it is now. That's what hashtag season. Natalie, uh having, you know, been on set and, you know, worked alongside Keith, how what is it like seeing him like bring sort of this additional element to his role this season? Well, Keith is such an amazing person besides being such an amazing actor. And I think you know, seeing him in in a more sympathetic role, like what you're saying, you know, we can all sympathize with the fact that he lost his kid, you know, last season. I mean, not only was that really well acted, but also everyone can relate to someone that they've lost, you know? And I think that's the whole, you know, theme of the show, too, is, you know, when your back is against the wall and you have, you know, nothing left to lose, what do you do? What do you do to survive, to get by, um, when, you know, all the memories are still there. And I think Keith does a really good job at showing the audience a more humanistic side to his character this season, too. Yeah, and it's really great, too, because there's a lot of there's a lot of dramatic tension going on. And he, and of course Russell as well, just keep kind of adding these little slices of comedy in there, too, <laughs> to sort of break the tension, but at the same time, it's also adding to the dramatic nature of the situation because they're being sarcastic and defiant to this guy who brought a bunch of dudes with guns. Should I deal you in? <laughs> just And just 10k trying to help. <laughs> Go fish! Oh my no, God. honey. No. <laughs> oh. I'm torn between, like, if I were in that situation, would I be more like Doc or would I be more like Addy? Like, just gun pointed at the lithium. Like, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> I am prepared. Mm-hmm. I will just burn it all to the ground. <laughs> like, I will kill us all. It's going to happen. And what keeps <laughs> killing me about this whole Altura arc, all of it, is that there is no country right now. There is no New America. We have a whole bunch of disjointed cities. He has no authority here. <laughs> no. We put in this big, like, anyone aiding a talker will be made a talker themselves. Don't feed the talkers. Don't whatever. Who put you in charge? Who Pandora. died and made you like stop it? Pandora. <laughs> she she both put him in charge and died and put him in she charge. She has no authority either. <laughs> we didn't ratify a constitution. New America is not a thing yet. It's still a bunch of disjointed cities. You can't just be like, oh yes, I rule all of this and my word is law. You can though. Authority <laughs> isn't tied to paper. If you're a big enough asshole, you can do whatever you want. But he's acting like it's yeah. this big constitution. I'm pretty sure whatever, that's whatever. how some royal families got started. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Eddie Izzard's skit about um, colonialism? No. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got a flag? <laughs> no flag, no country. Those are the rules that I've just made up. <laughs> Yep, that, that's about right. I think they have a flag, though. <laughs> but that's just what's killing me about all this, is like, oh, yes, these are the rules. I'm like, no, they're not. Well, Murphy even points out, he's like, don't you need, like, a warrant for that? And he's like, it's the apocalypse. And it's like, so you just admitted you have no authority to be doing no. what you're doing. But he does have people with guns, and man, I wish 10K had had that shot. Mm-hmm. Just, ugh. <sighs> would have ended the season two episodes earlier, but you know. <laughs> and I just, problem solved. In terms of character things, just like, oh. I know. That was a moment, though, with all the Twisty Nation polls where I'm like, I know there are two episodes left. There's two more hours of drama to look forward to. But does Estes die now? <laughs> like, I truthfully can't say that the answer is no, so I have to wait and see. And then it was no. But <laughs> I would have been just super happy if he had. Just like, that problem would be gone forever. We've seen bigger bads get taken out quicker in this Mm -hmm. show. So Estes was playing with fire, and he got really lucky that Addie's trigger finger wasn't super itchy that day. So, uh, So, yeah, Murphy makes the decision to go with the talkers back to Altura and uh, leaves the rest of the... um, 
Russell, Russell, <laughs> Doc and Addie and 10K, he leaves them behind. And so it'll be interesting to see what if they try to meet up with Warren and everybody else, or if they're just going to go straight to Altura to formulate their own plan. And what's 10K going to do when he gets back to Altura, Altura? Because he has some explaining to do about where he's been. I also have to wonder if they still have a store of lithium or if they used all of it to just to take care of the talkers that was there. I, I have to wonder if they have any left. And I love the scene of cutting it very carefully with a razor blade like it's drugs. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of drugs in this situation. It really is. Yeah. If drugs kept you alive, I... Uh... I mean, for a lot of people, That's they do. Fair. That is fair. <laughs> fair comparison. I mean, we're talking about, like, street drugs yeah. with the razor. I was like, thinking, like, yeah, cocaine. Delineating. But, yeah, no, prescription drugs keep lots of people alive. <laughs> so they do. Health insurance for everyone. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have opinions. Feel kind, free to... <laughs> kind, of, kind of talking about Altura, though. I do... Let's let's go ahead and jump into Sun May and Red's story for this season, or for this episode, because, oh my gosh, this... Yeah, it was. It was, like, a really huge dramatic crux for this episode. Like I said, we're we're having fun in Hackerville and doing all the I'm hacking into the mainframe and oh here's my drone stuff. And to intercut it with this very human drama was something like I was watching the hacker stuff and I was smiling to myself going, ah, Z Nation, such a fun, goofy show. It's always so nice to have this lighthearted zombie show to come back to every week. And then we'd go back to Altura and I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, it somehow balances out so well and grounds the show, but at the same time doesn't detract from the fun either. Uh, do you, like, Natalie, what do you think about how the show balances those two things? I think that's what I love about our show the most. You know, it's not like um, The Walking Dead, so I've heard. <laughs> um, Legit. Yeah, so where it's, you know, it's all, everyone's Doom dying, and, and, and let me go through the misery and the, you know, grieve, grieving process all over again. Um, but, you know, our show brings the fun because we're we're survivors, you know. We've been doing this for years, and we know, you know, when a zombie comes, what to do, how to deal with it, and things like that. There are bigger bigger, uh, you know, conflicts that happen, uh, that arise, but, you know, we just meet the challenge, you know, and that's just kind of how our, our characters survive is that, you know, we just use whatever's around us. But, but I, I, that's what I like about the show the most is that we have that comedic relief, so to speak, because I, I just feel like it's, it's just too gut wrenching to have, you know, people that you care about in the show get killed time, time and time again, and then watch them go through the grieving process all over again. As an audience member, I would I would imagine that, you know, you go through it with them, especially because you care about their characters so much. So, you know, you don't want to go through the grief. So I like that about a show. Speaking well, of, oh, well, just how do you survive the apocalypse without a sense of humor? That's very true. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of gut wrenching, what was it like <laughs> filming that entire sequence? Sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filming uh that was uh that wasn't one of my easy days. So to no. say. <laughs> um but it was um I know this is strange to say, but um you know, I I know what this character requires and I understand that we're in the zombie genre and I understand that these things happen. So when I get the script and I see that I have to do this kind of gut-wrenching scene and we're going to have to do multiple takes and I'm going to have to do this over and over again and bring up the feelings again I I've kind of found my way through it and found my own process um but that you know that's what I love about acting is that I find something new about myself through the character she's taught me so much about survival and standing up for what you believe in this character so it was really an honor to be honest to show that side of her character and and show the relationships that she's made outside of you know just the main group with Warren and everyone mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. it was a nice change of pace for her too because 
she's the type of person who a lot of times has to make the hard choice or when she suffers a loss she has to pick up and move on because there's no time to grieve uh we've seen that earlier this season she had to make a split second choice about what to do about 10k and she didn't hesitate she knew exactly what had to be done and she wasn't sorry for it so to to go back here and to have the situation sort of flipped where Sun May is saying the only thing we can do for this person is kill her and to have Red be very resistant to that idea I was taken aback because I was like normally Red's the one to make that tough choice Yes, well, it was very nice to have Sunmay there. I think, I don't know what would happen if Sunmay weren't there and Red had to do it herself. I don't know if, uh, I don't know, to be honest, if she would have the courage at this point because, you know, th- this is someone that helped her after she got kidnapped, um, you know, into Altura. And so, you know, she, like I said, she developed a relationship with her outside of, you know, 10K in the main group. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, it's... It's like watching, you know, 5K get killed all over again, oh, you know? Oh, no! Yeah, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's, Yikes. It's, it's just, it's, how could your heart not go out to her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, one thing I was wondering, especially when there are a lot of these big dramatic scenes, and I know it varies from episode to episode, but you guys are on such a razor thin production timeline like you guys blast through your production schedule at a very very quick pace so when you have a scene like this do you get a chance to sort of sit down with your co-stars and kind of like run through the scene or do you just have to go there prepared day of and just kind of do it well the one good thing I've noticed about all of our directors really is that they understand when we have to do a really you know gut-wrenching scene like this they understand that it takes a lot more than, you know, doing a scene where it was with the hackers, you know? It's not just all fun and games and let me say my line and let me, you know, get the timing right. It's, you know, the emotions have to be there. You have to see us going through it, you know, and believe it. And so th- because they understand how much effort uh, that that's required, uh, they do give us time to go through it. And, and we can always say, thankfully, we can always say, you know what, hey, let's, uh, can we just stop for a second? I, I really just want to go through this and get the timing right because I need to find the emotions within that, you know. Um, so I, I really appreciate that, that all the writers and the directors, they, they really understand that. So they give us that time. That's good that they can... They, that they're understanding enough to know what's required to get those emotions across. That's it's awesome. Very necessary. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that this was like the most difficult scene for you to film this season? Obviously, we don't want any spoilers for anything down the, down the line, but was this the most challenging behind-the-scenes moment for you? This was one of the more challenging scenes, for sure. Um well, I'll, I'll just say that, you know, er, earlier this year, well, no, no, no one knows this, but uh, earlier this year I did uh, lose my grandma. Oh. So it's okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so <laughs> there was a lot that I was able to channel, let's put it that way, when it comes to the grieving process because, to be honest, I'm still going through it. Um, and so not that it was very easy uh, to do. Uh, it was still a challenge, but... Um, definitely going through it right before I was signed on again for this season uh, definitely helped. I can tell you that much. Well, my condolences. Oh, thank you. Um, it's it's always difficult, um, but when you lose a loved one, but it's it's always good having good people, good directors, and good coworkers to help when you're going through something like that. Exactly. So you're with a really good group of people. Yes, definitely. I really really appreciate everyone's support. Thank you. you ever need anything, you let us know. <laughs> the, uh, I do want to talk about a little bit, like, we're, uh, shout out especially to the actress who was playing Becky because yeah. she really sold the torment of what it would be like, you know, kind of rolling the dice with, like, well, possible cure whenever you're dealing with Murphy's blood. But um, she really sold the torment of what it would be like to be in that sort of death loop. limbo state death of, loop, like, yeah. dying and re- re- being resurrected and dying again. Like, that is horrifying. And mm. she really sold 
everything, talking about like the energy required to get to that emotional place. She's screaming at the top of her lungs for what I imagine was probably hours at a time. And the, yeah, oh man. I'm amazed she didn't give herself whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was just, she was very powerful. Yeah, I, well, I will say filming with her was um, an absolute privilege because, as you saw, her she's so talented. Uh, McKenna, um, if you're watching this, uh, you did a really good job. Um, she she started, you know, from the moment that we started the scene and the director was telling us where to go, the blocking and everything, and telling us how it's going to go down, she already was sitting, just laying there in the chair, and, and she was already, I could see her already going through a process as an actress and, and getting there emotionally, and she just did not let that go. You know, she just, she kept, she actually kept crying all oh throughout gosh. all those hours. Oh yeah, my she, goodness. she um, she didn't want to let go of um, the adrenaline and the uh, the the effort that it would take to get all the the you know to tears. get back there. Yeah, to, yeah, to get the tears back again. Um, so she just kept it up throughout all those hours that we were doing uh, that we were filming the scene. So she she did an amazing job. I bet oh. she slept well that night. Good <laughs> lord! <laughs> <laughs> like nope. She yeah. walks through the door and just immediately collapses. Someone uh, get me a Gatorade and a blanket. <laughs> yeah, no, they had to help her up for sure oh, after all that because she was, yeah, she was doing, she was going through it. So. That sounds exhausting. That <laughs> <Yeah>, was exhausting. <laughs> Uh, and shout out to Sydney too because she always turns in a great performance too oh, and yeah. it's, I, I really love what I love about her storyline this season is the frustration of like I have been get, like everything's been taken away from me at this point I, I'm still on my mission to get to the bottom of this and nothing's gone right and all of her all of her tools that should be helping her make the world a better place have been stripped from her and she's still not giving up and I really appreciate that I'm doing this by hand when I should have a computer whereas Estes has his nice little super secret laptop like really yeah come on like Murphy points out you have a cell phone <laughs> and poor son May's doing stuff by hand yeah yeah uh. I do love that for a long time we were sitting here questioning, does Altura know what the ingredient in biscuits is? And so we, her project went from trying to isolate what it is in the brain that makes biscuits work to, oh yeah, we know it's lithium. Now I'm just trying to figure out what this mutation is. Like it changed with mm -hmm. the audience's level of knowledge as well so that they didn't That's ever true. spoil us. Because I'm sure at some point someone leaned in and went, why are you researching this? It's lithium. We, we actually need this. And she kind of went, what? Yeah, I like to think that was just a scene that made it to the cutting room floor. It's just extra somewhere there. Something that should have been brought to my attention yesterday. I mean, Sun May murdered a man that day. Let's be real. The messenger did not walk out of that. And then tested on him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll man. show you lithium. Do not waste your resources. <laughs> no, of course not. Waste not, want not. Um, um, so is there anything else about this scene that you would like fans to know a little bit more behind the scenes info? Just that we we enjoy putting on the show for you. And, you know, I just want to thank the writers uh, for giving me the opportunity to play this role and, and giving me some other scenes besides being with 10K. That's pretty that's pretty awesome. Getting other actors to play off. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate uh, is, it. Is there anybody who you haven't gotten the opportunity to act with yet that you're like, yes, I want to act, I want to have a scene with you? That's a good question. Now that I think about it. I don't. I think I've been with everyone because I know season three. We were when I was when I first met Ten K, um, and we were fighting. Uh, I know everyone was there in that scene, including Cassandra. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What yeah. about Katie? Katie, I. Um. Yeah. No, I haven't had a scene with Katie. That is true. I haven't had a scene with Katie. Now that I think about it. Well, I, I would love to have a season Katie. Provided everyone survives next season. She's so talented. I think uh, we we heard something about, like, she does a lot of the, her own fight choreography, which is really impressive. Yeah. I'm not at all surprised by this. <laughs> What's been uh, your favorite zombie kill up until this point? Because we had a lot of good ones in this episode. Oh, that is a good question. Um, 
I I have I don't know, I have to take it back to season three. You know, that that moment of me running through the horde of zombies and just <laughs> slashing through. That <laughs> we is still there. my that favorite. Was us. We were those zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> In the movie? Oh yeah, gosh, that was us. That. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, you guys did a great job. Together. Thank you so much for giving me all the emotional motivation I needed in that scene. No, I love it because if you go back and watch that scene, you look so bamf running, and then it's just Katie's blonde hair. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. It's just so perfect. I had short red hair at the time, so like I like I, I had fun. Like, oh, oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> you kept getting called red, red over there. Okay. <laughs> That would get confusing really quickly. <laughs> they get it, they get confused when it's me and Matt. <laughs> they go, Matt, 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 Red, 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 Matt, you there, you there. Okay, let's go, let's roll. So, so far, what's been your favorite behind the scenes moment for this season? Oh my goodness. Oh, there's been so many, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really love talking with everyone, you know, when we're not on set. Um, I've had some really great conversations with Grace, um, who plays uh, Sarge. Uh, she can tell you about everything. You know, she she's the type of person that would get into any conversation and have, would have something to say. Um, and she's really entertaining, and she'll sometimes just start, you know, she'll just start singing Broadway songs to you. (laughs) So that, I have to be honest, that was one of my favorite moments um, behind the scenes. But also, you know, getting to talk, I got to uh, um, get pretty close to Kalita this season as well. Um, You know, sometimes, occasionally, we would have lunch together in her trailer. She's like, come on, come on over, baby, come on over to my trailer. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. Exactly, and she put on some, you know, Tony Braxton songs in the background <laughs> oh, <laughs> while we're talking about, oh, you know, our lives back. and you know what's going on in the show and things like that. Um, and then I'm really close to Sydney, just um, you know, because our obviously, as you see, you know, we both started in season three and we're still going um, through this season as well. So, you know, we got really close because of that, and obviously, we have a lot of scenes together. So, it's really great. Everyone's everyone's really good at bonding with each other and I think it I think that on screen or the off screen chemistry definitely you can see it on screen mm-hmm. yeah definitely oh, shows yeah. through especially with with scenes like this um, so really quick guys before we move on over to Hackerville I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes folks thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate subscribe leave a comment we love hearing from you it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on so if you haven't done so already go ahead and leave five stars none of the other buttons work so only five star reviews uh, can be left uh, you do we'll give you a shout out on the show and also guys we just want to say thank you to everybody who's supported us the last couple of years so thank you guys to everybody uh we love you you're the best yeah season five five stars that's how you remember <laughs> yep, yep. that's how that works <laughs> i'm allergic to anything else yep allergic to any of the other stars oh dear five stars <laughs> five stars is the magic number <clears throat> so guys hackerville oh i always appreciate any episode where we get to spend some quality time with Citizen Z and Kaya in the sky. Citizen Z just being ready to bodily murder anyone hitting on his wife is just like, oh, you're adorable. It's like those little miniature pinchers that are only about 12 inches tall, but are just super protective. I love them. And it felt to me almost like the why I oughta. Because it was just like a shot of his fist, not and just like, I will hit you. But hey, he followed through on it. He He did. Full on. He, he punched Jay in the face. <laughs> Good on him. Or Ghost King 2.0. Who was the original Ghost King and what happened to them? Maybe it was Bones. <laughs> Got a new name. <laughs> you, well, I'm dead now. You know it was just some rando on the internet. Every username has been taken. Damn it, I guess I'll be 2.0. <laughs> it's the apocalypse, and someone else still has Ghost King? What if it's us, does? <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> okay, The implication no. is that it's go- Ghost King is taken, as is Ghost King 1.0. <laughs> I just want to say that 
as intelligent as Estes supposedly is, he has the world's dumbest password. Oh my god. Does this man not tech support? Day job. <laughs> Spent a lot of time today working with passwords. Does this man know nothing at, about password security? Why least, is it only five characters? At least the password wasn't password. <laughs> you know, this is almost worse. Like, oh yeah, it's a word that literally everyone knows. Oh, it needs a number for security. Let's change the E to a three. Nobody ever thinks of that. <laughs> oh my god. God, what an idiot! To play devil's advocate for him, <laughs> he doesn't I, need it. He's already Satan. That is accurate. Um, eight years into a zombie apocalypse, I probably wouldn't give an f about making a really secure password if I had the internet somehow still. He specifically knows that there is a. He specifically knows that there is a hacker cadre after him. You make that password as many characters as you can remember. You make it a full-on song lyric to the most ridiculous, obscure song that you love, and suddenly you have 55 characters that make sense to you, but everyone else has hell on wheels trying to hack it. You just make it mercy! Like, you're an idiot! (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm totally taking this as a character choice and not a writing choice. Like, specifically, Estes is an idiot. You know what would be a good song lyric to make your password to troll the trolls who try to hack your password? You make the the uh, the words, the song lyrics that you use, the Rickroll lyrics. And you do it in <laughs> Leet speak. So they finally uncover it and then they read it out loud and they're like, never gonna get... God dang it! <laughs> and they realize they, they might have hacked you, but you Rickrolled them back. That, that would be sweet revenge. See, I would make <laughs> it like, I am the real ghost king or something like that. <laughs> like, if you're going to be a jerk to the people that you know are after you, you might as well go for it. And I am the real ghost king is 25 characters-ish? More than five? Ghost <laughs> <laughs> king sucks. <laughs> 101. <laughs> Just... Ugh, that's either he's either an idiot or arrogant or both, and I'm betting that Venn diagram is a circle. I so I feel like the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> it was a very stressful day at work, and I just can't just really with a five to... character password. I just you are really stuck on this password. Jeez. He's so dumb. He's this genius that they sent off to go be the Steve Jobs of Numerica, and he's. Dumb! <laughs> this may be the most upset you've been about anything in this show, <laughs> including every single character death. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> it's certainly been the loudest. God bless him, he's stupid. <laughs> I don't know what Pandora sees in him. <laughs> well, not everyone lets you stick their tongue in their ear. <laughs> yeah, so... probably that. <laughs> Hey, his kink is my kink. All right, he's a keeper. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to ask, um, Michelle, you were very excited for this episode uh, because of the guest star that was there. Jason Muse. Are you a big J and Silent Bob fan? I am indeed. I follow them both on the on the social media. For sure. I was I was watching a little bit of Kevin Smith earlier today. I will, I will not do the song for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Do you remember there's a song in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where he's on the, the sidewalk outside the store and he sings a song about drugs and I won't do it. <laughs> but everybody out there needs to know that Michelle can do it. I can, but I choose not to. Would you sing it about lithium, though? Change no. the lyrics? <laughs> No. No, okay. That would be a fun project, though. (laughs) I've never watched Clerks. I've only seen Dogma. So, Dog. Clerks, uh, I've seen part. That's the sad thing. I've seen parts of Clerks, and I've not seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but I've seen Dogma, and I've seen Scream 3, where they make a very fun cameo. Have you seen Mallrats? I have not, <laughs> but but I've also seen the Clerks animated television show. I, or, yeah, I've seen. I've I have not seen the movie, but I've seen the Jay and Silent Bob television show. Well, I know I mean, as you do what we might watch tonight yeah. <laughs> after, after after the show. Just it is a classic. <laughs> it's got some really funny bits in it. Uh, but he's a delight. He uh just is so much fun to watch and he brings um, some seriousness to the joking of it. It still felt authentic. It didn't feel 
you know, campy and we're going to do a fun hacker scene now. It was just like, no, this is, he's in the apocalypse and they found him and he just has carried on in his ways. And, you know, it just, it felt, it was just, this entire season has just stepped it up so much. Yeah. In the, in the writing and the acting and the storyline, just everything has been so well done. So shout out to you and everyone. (laughs) And it's just so good. It's so good to watch. I think it being serialized has made it that much stronger. Yeah. The uh, I, I look at this episode and I look at specifically this group of hackers, and I have a strong admiration for anybody who, in the context of the apocalypse, stays true to who they are. And that's what this group of people has done. There's hardly anything left to hack anymore, and yet that's what they've devoted all of their time to, specifically to trolling one very evil person who definitely deserves it. Yes. And I can't help but admire them for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's both really funny and also very charming. Like, again, you could do anything in a post-apocalyptic world. There's no rules left in society and they choose to go about what they've always done. And I think that's really fun. And and, I think that's really cool. And asking for legal immunity in exchange <laughs> for helping. It's like, how much do you think we can guarantee I also really, again, it's it's been a consistent thing throughout this season, but I also just really like seeing George and Warren play off of each other as they grow, as they go from different, uh, every, every single different group of people that they've come across. Like, just seeing them react, because it's been, they've come across very different groups as they've gone to the bakery, to the, to the farm, to, to the, the water keepers, to the mines, and now to this group of hackers. And together, they're just sort of having to rely on each other to get through it. <laughs> and occasionally lose each other's favorite knives. Yeah, that was so. a bummer. <laughs> I just love the little bits of flavor dialogue when we start off. That it's like, yeah, there was probably another episode in here somewhere that just, we don't get to see what happened. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, uh, just little yeah. lines like them, like, I will apologize for losing your favorite knife. Like, I'm not going to do it now, but I'll do it when, I'll do it it's when like, we get I'm out sorry, of here. I'm sorry, it's fine, it was only my favorite knife. Like, whoa. <laughs> Those are valuable. They are. They are. In the apocalypse? Where are you going to get another knife? Exactly. It's hard. They're hard to come by. Except <laughs> that everyone seems to have them. <laughs> Well, it's not like you're going to go to the store and be able to pick up another one. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Oh, that is accurate. But, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's enough sheet metal lying around that you could just make new ones. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you, uh. here's the thing, this is why I need DIY videos in the apocalypse, because I'm like, how do you make a knife without something else to cut with? <laughs> See, you could make a shiv. But a knife is a whole other ball of wax. Not in the apocalypse. (laughs) No, I mean, just like in terms of quality and metal quality and whatnot, the whole thousandfold blade for Japan, it's because their steel was terrible. (laughs) Not getting a samurai. I just want a piece of sheet metal to stabby stab with. That's a shiv. (laughs) That's a shiv. (laughs) I'm trying to teach you something. Excuse. A shiv is a knife. But no. anyway, what I really liked about this, anytime we get to see Kaya and the Skaya get involved with the action. Yes. And, and, you know, it's not just, you know, Citizen Z being far removed from the situation, um, you know, in in the Arctic. He's I love that they've made them involved this season, that they've yeah. gotten them out of the the tundra wilderness and they've brought them into where into the fold where the action's at. And so to seeing Kaya like actually like infiltrating uh Estes's compound was really, really cool and really fun. And again, it was a fun cliffhanger to leave the show on. Yeah, the final mercy. This uh Yeah, yeah it has some troubling implications. Between yes, that and the it's just a short truck ride to the nice air conditioned buses that'll take you to your new life. I'm <laughs> like, oh, what historical event does this smack of? Ugh. Sadly there's a selection. Yeah, but yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. But to the writer's credit, all of that is intentional. Like, oh yeah, I I I appreciate, and you know, we talked about it with a lot of the writers that come in. It's just like, yeah, all of that commentary is very intentional this season. Yep. And yep. do you feel like there's definitely more of a political flavor to the fifth season that we've noticed? Do you feel that way too? Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, talks talkers uh, versus humans. The rights, you know, that wonderful speech that Warren gave a few episodes ago, you know, about, you know, remember where you were before you became a talker and before the apocalypse happened. You know, would you, would you be doing this to your fellow, you know, brothers and sisters? And I definitely feel that, um, especially... And now with, um, you know, the Me Too movement and uh, everyone everyone should have rights, um, you know, I, I think it's definitely relevant. And I think that that's what keeps our show going besides the fact that we have comedic relief <laughs> in the middle of all the misery. Everyone yeah. deserves to be treated with respect, no matter yes. what your gender, what your religion, what your racial background, where you, from, where you come from. None of that should matter. Everybody is entitled to the same it, like inherent human rights absolutely so, yep. yep it's it's just so fun because I never I never imagined when Z Nation started that this would be the show delivering that message and yeah that that's not to discredit the the first couple seasons it was just we lived in a different world and it was a different show and, and I I like where I like where we're at it's not what you usually expect from your zombie media your zombie media tends to be commentary on, oh, the darkness of man and survival <laughs> and the apocalypse and the... Man was the real monster, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Walking Dead actually refers to the people. Yeah, okay, sit down. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate that Z Nation has gone in this direction because it's it's more poignant and it's more fun. Well, I feel like they're playing... Each story has its own place. Yeah. It's just nice to see Z Nation change things up a little bit. So we are running short on time. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we move on into some predictions for next week? I God just, damn it, Estes. I just love that Citizen Z copied the entire NSA <laughs> like, codes, database, everything onto one USB drive. <laughs> they make multiple terabyte USB drives now. I like, know. It's, it's a thing. But it reminds me of my freshman year of college when I had to get a USB drive. It was on my list and it was like $30 for, <laughs> for one that's just megabytes or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just... And he copied the whole NSA <laughs> database before leaving. Uh, when, I w when I started grad school, one of my professors had uh, his textbook on a thumbnail and so we had to pay like a hundred dollars for that thumbnail because it had the textbook on it. He's like, "You're saving money this way," and I'm like, "That's the most money I've ever spent on a thumbnail. You've given me ones and zeros." <laughs> it's always when they try to sell you their own textbook. It was you know? his own textbook. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just one person buys it, <laughs> copies the file, and distributes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Let's go ahead and dig into some predictions for next week. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Are we going back to Altura? I sadly did not see the promo. Same. <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. I also did not see the promo. I saw the sneak peek, though, so I'm going to guess that Murphy steals the bus. I love that. That's just... That's going to be my guess. I mean, it's not the first time someone has stolen a bus on the show, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Yeah. But I'm expecting things to get worse before they get better, because we're in our final stretch, and that's always what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I fully expect Murphy, by the end of the season, doing something straight-up heroic. We, we, we seem to be building to that. It's one thing to sort of... We've seen him, like, skirt around doing the right thing, definitely avoid doing the wrong thing, but he hasn't, like, made that full hero's journey yet. And I never would have thought that this character, you know, the con man from season one, who is only interested in himself, like, I think that's a really fitting character arc uh, to end this season on. So I yeah. feel like by the end of this season, he's going to be a full-fledged hero. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or he'll die. <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, Natalie, do you have any final thoughts on... Addiction? Yes, what do you think will happen next? No, no. no. I'll just give it all away. Although talking about the future, do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about? We know NDAs make it kind of tough sometimes. Um, Well, none that I can speak to at the moment, but I am, you know, auditioning for things and things have been brought to my attention. Um, So we'll see what happens. I will let you know for sure. Any final thoughts on uh, this episode before we sign off for the evening? Um, I just, uh, I really appreciate being able to play this character again for another season. And I love that the writers gave me the opportunity um, to not only have... Uh, the external conflicts that uh, this role had the last two seasons, but now she has internal conflicts, you know? And that's much, uh, much more gratifying, for sure, uh, to get into, you know, not to get too into psychological development, but it's 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 a lot more fun to play. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. Well, we, we appreciate you so much for coming in. Uh, where can people go if they want to find you and keep up with all of these upcoming projects, all of these mysterious upcoming projects? Oh, yes. Okay, well, I have a Twitter account, and my handle is at NatJongJar, and my Instagram is at uh, Natalie underscore JongJar and Lark. Well, again, thank you so, so much for coming in. Such a pleasure thank getting you. to chat with you. And thank you for everyone that's watching and and tweeting us about the show. I really appreciate it. Ah. Z Nation fans are a lot of fun. We really are. Uh, Michelle, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. I'm Katie. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Make sure your passwords are at least 10 characters. (laughs) Have one capital letter, one number, and one symbol. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Uh, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also do a Lost Retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, so check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Natalie, thank you again so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And thank you all of you guys for watching. We will see you all next time. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.